day 14 of the Olympopod and our mini pods. It's Chris here taking over the reins a bit because you know what? Like with any endeavor during the Olympics, vaccination also has its costs and takes its toll. And Ruth is here, but how much is she actually here? We're going to find out over the next 10 to 15 minutes. Ruth, how are you? I am close to immunity. And, you know, even though I missed a lot of the Olympics today, it will be on in three years' time. I I woke up from my 12 hours of sleep to record this. So I haven't seen a huge amount of Olympics, but the Olympics exists in me still. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do this, Chris. <laughs> well, we're going to get angry at horses. But first, I want to pick up on your postscript from yesterday's pod about Dallas Oberholzer. Spoke about Dallas in your postscript yesterday. But move aside, Dallas Oberholzer, I have to say, because the oldest qualifier is a man known as the Danish destroyer route. And for all of our Danish listeners... We we can't... Exactly. We can't do anything on this podcast without Denmark popping its head up. Exactly. Runa Glyfberg, 46 years of age as well, but was born before. And he competed, right, at the very first X Games in 1995. This was the, like, for skateboarding, what was their pathway into the Olympic Games is having the X Games. And he was at the very first one in 1995. He took third place in the Vert event, which was won by the one and only Tony Hawk, which was at Rhode Island. He was also in the very first Tony Hawk Pro Skater game for the original PlayStation in 1999, which hopefully a few other listeners uh, remember like me that was a great game those tony hawk skateboard games were fantastic and he also finished ahead of your boy finishing in second to but, last place but does he have any connection to tarzan <laughs> i don't know but it, it's funny with the skateboarding because then on the women's side we had a 12 year old silver medalist uh, kokana hiraki and then sky brown at 13 uh, for britain and there's been a lot of talk about how they've been the youngest Mm. But we know for a fact that's not true. Because, of course, we had Demetrios uh, Landris in Greece, in the parallel bars. He was 10. 1896. Yeah. But then, 1900, we had the two Dutch rowing champions um, who decided that their cocks was too heavy and just picked a random child off the street. Now, we don't know for sure what that child's name was, but... uh, yeah, we've had plenty of young'uns and plenty of old'uns too. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, there has been there has been a lot of talk about it and whether it's actually a good thing or a bad thing. I think in like the, the minimum age rules for things like gymnastics are there for a reason. And uh, also when it comes to, you know, like safeguarding and, and coaching as well for the young skateboarders. But at the end of the day, Sky Brown has got like 1.2 million Instagram followers. She is a professional athlete. So if you're not allowing these professional skateboarders in, then what is the point in the end? Um, and I, I, well, you can always let her in in four years' time. 
Well, she's already professional. She's already one yeah, of the best. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, well fam- famously, you have to be 14 years of age to enter the Youth Olympics. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on it overall. I feel like, you know, skateboarding, particularly on the women's side, will, like, it, it's not going to be a case that these athletes are going to, like, retire now at the age of 12 and 13. I think probably these athletes happen to be the best at the sport at the moment because they're the first generation of female skateboarders who have had the Olympics in their sights and have been building up towards it. And it's a relatively new sport in that regard at the top professional level. So I think it'll be a case that as it progresses and if it stays in the Olympics over the years, that it won't be a case, say, in eight or 12 years time that the very best are 12 and 13. But is it true that Sky Brown doesn't want, she doesn't want to go to Paris for the skateboarding. She wants to take part in the uh, surfing. She says she's better at surfing than skateboarding. Wow. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. That's, uh, I didn't hear that. That's fantastic. If true. Uh, um, and do you know where the surfing is going to take place in 2024? Uh, Nantes. Tahiti. Huh? Ah, <laughs> which is owned by France. It's in French Polynesia. So does it mean that it's technically still in France? It is. It is part. It is part of uh, the the French. It's not definitely not Paris. Extended family, sure. extended universe. <laughs> okay. Ah, ah. That's a that's a pity. I think it'd be a bit more hilarious if it was in the Atlantic. Yeah, well, the Atlantic's very good for surfing. Oh, well. But yeah, well, yeah. I, I've said it before that it's one of these things that stuff like sailing, if you're in a landlocked country, what are you going to do? And the answer is go to an overseas colony. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. if your horses need to quarantine for months, you take them to Stockholm. Yep, that's true. Uh, so talking of uh, horses, we'll need to talk about the pentathlon. But before we talk about the pentathlon, Chris, mm-hmm. I have discovered a new pentathlon. So I've already talked about, obviously, the Olympic pentathlon. We have the aeronautical pentathlon. We have the military pentathlon. And now I have the naval pentathlon. And this one, in fairness, does have five uh, events. So at least there's that. There's the amphibious cross-country race, life-saving swimming race, obstacle race, seamanship race, and utility swimming race. Oh, okay. And and none of them rely on an animal that's going to fuck you over no none of them well unless i don't know about all the stuff in the water i don't know (laughs) i (laughs) know the way there's always these uh training dolphins or um (laughs) soviet belugas maybe there is something in that okay the naval games well after after witnessing what I witnessed today, maybe the modern pentathlon shouldn't be the pentathlon we have in the Olympics anymore because it's an absolute joke. I don't know, Chris. <laughs> I feel like people that we were invested in got the short uh, straw today. But yes, essentially, I, I imagine everybody listening to this has already heard the news. Some of the horses were absolutely cuckoo bananas. Uh, were not of high enough quality <laughs> and completely destroyed people's hopes and dreams. Um, it's, you know, I'm not even like the Natalia Coyle 
one was annoying, right? But Annika Schler from yeah. Germany, who was by far and away in the lead, who before had even started jumping with the ironically and hilariously named Saint Boy, was in tears, bawling her head off, and was in tears for the entire run. And it was perhaps the most painful thing I've watched in the Olympics in a long time. Yeah, it was. And I don't want to become an apologist for crazy horses. But the whole point of the pentathlon, as you repeatedly have said, it was the original military pentathlon. The idea behind the horses that you don't know is that you could ride any horse out of the battlefield. Yeah. So they're all different bits. So you could get a ridiculous horse on the battlefield that you have to ride out. It's To me, it's kind of nice that there is some sports that are truly down to chance. And if anything, I would like to add a bit more chance into the other parts of the pentathlon. <laughs> okay, yeah, but... I... Does your gun work? Maybe not. <laughs> 5% don't. <laughs> Look, you, 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 have, you can have chance in a lot of different sports. For example, in, in the velodrome, you know, you could end up crashing into uh, another bike or something like that. Or Things can happen, but at least it's down to uh, not somebody, not uh, somebody who's not invested in its behavior. That's my big problem with this. And it's no longer modern as well. Like you were saying, in, in that scenario, in modern warfare, you're not trying to get on a horse and then hop over uh, some fences in a small circle. You need to get away. And I think if there's gunfire, that horse is going to run for you. So, that is not, not happening. And perhaps... So what do you want in your modern... What do you want in your modern pentathlon? I, I guess it's tank driving. Yeah. Yeah, maybe tank driving uh, needs to be... Skateboarding. No, no, everything else is fine. Just uh, replace the horses. There. After that, and it's not the first time. I was reading back on it as well, and in Beijing 2008, it was also a disaster. And yeah, I think it's time to get rid of them. They're clearly useless. Yeah, I just... It it is... It does happen absolutely every Olympics. Yeah. And it's just, so. uh, uh, it just, it's painful that somebody's whole life can go into uh, this and clearly be the best in other events, and then have that have that ruin it for them. Yeah, but congratulations to Great Britain's Kate French for winning gold. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. well done, Kate. <laughs> Your horse was not an asshole. You did it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about. It. I, I do like that. Either let's completely rehaul the uh, modern pentathlon because obviously you don't really need that much fencing anymore either, do you? Well, clearly uh, the organizers disagree with not <laughs> just one round, but also bonus fencing. So yeah, maybe we need more of it. Uh, I think that's maybe for uh, an actual Olympopod episode when we have somebody uh, come in and maybe decide they want to completely reformat the modern pentathlon. Yeah. Uh, a hint for any future guests. Alison Felix, Ruth. Yes. She's won her 10th track medal. She was already tied with uh, Merlene Otte as the most decorated female Olympian in track and field. She beat that today by winning bronze in the 400 meter finals. Uh, with that also matched Carl Lewis as the most decorated American athlete in track and field. And she's had quite a couple of years building up to this with uh, an emergency C-section 
for her daughter Cameron in 2008 after just 32 weeks. Uh, she was also in the news in 2019 when she wrote a piece about the uh, or criticizing the maternity policies of her sponsor Nike, who basically declined to guarantee that she would not be punished if she didn't get back to her highest levels just months after giving birth. And uh, after all that, she she's come back now and gotten to another final and gotten another medal. She's truly inspiring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that was won by Shonay Miller-Ubo, uh, who won it with a, a new PB. And she was so dominant, really, really good. And, and Italy are the fastest men in the world again. They won the 4 by 100 meter uh, relay ahead of Great Britain, just pipping them to the line. Uh, and Canada in third. What a year for Italy, huh? Yeah. Eurovision, the Euro, fastest man in the world and fastest men's team in the world as well. Um, brilliant stuff from them. Have you watched any karate over the last couple of days? I've not, and I should do. Yeah, because... Is it good? <laughs> do you recommend it? <laughs> well, it, it could be the, the first... It's the first time in... It was a demonstration sport in 1964. It could be out again. I think it's definitely mm. out for Paris. Uh, so it could be a one-time thing. Uh, but I've, you know, there's two-thirds of the whole uh, thing is about the, uh, you know, what you would imagine the karate competition to be about, where two fighters go in and try to hit and kick each other to score points, and then one of them is a winner. But the kata, Ruth, Mm-hmm. Is what's really fascinated me because in that you uh, perform karate against an imaginary opponent. What? <laughs> That's incredible. You perform karate in front of nobody, uh, and well, in front of the judges. So basically, you're you perform alone, demonstrate a series of offensive and defensive moves, pretending that there is somebody there trying to hit you and uh, avoid being hit and yeah they they choose among uh, 102 techniques and try to get as many points for top techniques that was actually an event yeah so there i can't believe i didn't know about this this is just <laughs> this is fantastic i want more things like this yeah what else what else could you do that's a imag- imaginary I mean, maybe that's the solution for modern pentathlon. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, uh, imaginary horses. <laughs> um, <laughs> imagine your imaginary horse misbehaved. Like, oh, refuses to jump. No! <laughs> um, well, talking of stuff that could be in and out, well, one thing that is out next uh, Olympics is the 50-kilometer walk. Oh, I know. It's That's sad. It's a bastion of uh, the Olympic schedule. I'm I'm shocked. What was the reason? Is it just sure? Sure, it's not sure. Okay, it's not like the most spectator friendly, but it's always very exciting for the start and finish <laughs> and the bits in between where people are collapsing. But like, I just feel that that's such a that's such a aspect of the Olympics that we don't get anymore. Is you know people. Mm collapsing out of fatigue and bad management by the Olympic Committee. Um, and I just think it's so sad that we're losing that. And I think yeah, I think the reason that it's going is, I think the reason they've given is just that they're streamlining the general events. But yeah, it's a much better. Yeah. 
I don't know, Chris. I do remember. I can't remember which Olympopod it was, but there was the first time it appeared in the Olympics. Uh, there was a quote by an American who was just saying, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. It should never be in the Olympics ever again. But then we've had a long, lustrous past um, since then. So I don't know, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, to be fair, we have... We have given speedwalking a lot of shit on this podcast over the year or so, but I agree. I mean, and one of the things that walking had was like, yeah, but it's the longest endurance event, the 50 kilometers, and now it's gone. Exactly. And now it's just the 20k, which is exactly. a and stroll in the park. Exactly. Like, I can do that. <laughs> um, but no, but it, even just that we don't have that many... Okay, we've got weightlifting, obviously. The wrestling, which I wouldn't be a huge fan of, but I, I would defend it with my life to be in the Olympics. Um, but yeah, long endurance. That's, that's showing humans at their peak. Been walking funnily for 50 yeah. kilometers. Come on. I don't know, Chris. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to swap it in for extreme vaccination or something. <laughs> well, you're a gold medalist in that route. Yep. Okay, well, uh thank you for joining us for this rather <laughs> ramshackle version of the mini pod. We will be back tomorrow. I'm gonna go to sleep for twelve hours and going to be uh a lot fresher. With, and I'll actually watch some Olympics. Oh yeah, by the time by the time you wake up after this one, it'll be just in time for you'll be on Tokyo time. What, how perfect for I know, the final yeah. two days of the Olympics. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching tomorrow, Chris? It must be loads of handball. Well, it's uh, into the final now. The bronze medal yeah. in the final in the men's side. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before. Uh, it's France against Denmark in the men's final and Egypt against Spain in the bronze medal game. Both will be yeah. fantastic, I'm sure. Oddly enough, both the finals in the men's and women's competitions the same as five years ago as there was a big surprise in the women's side today i'll maybe talk about that tomorrow when we preview the women's final uh well i won't it was the russian olympic committee beat norway who were the big favorites so big shock in the women's semi-finals today uh so yeah do you know who i might watch and goes against everything that um i've said up to this point you're gonna watch the basketball final yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think I guess. might. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I think I'll watch the basketball final, uh, which is France USA, and I think I might watch the baseball final. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Here's a here's a fun fact then. Baseball for you. Eddie Alvarez on the U.S. baseball team won a medal in 2014 in speed skating. Oh. More on that maybe tomorrow. More on that maybe tomorrow. I love speed skating. Okay, until tomorrow. Get some sleep, Ruth. Bye. Bye.